Good morning. I just want to let everyone know that I will be away this Tuesday and Wednesday at a pastor's conference, but if you're in need of any pastoral care, feel free to contact the church office and we'll be able to help you out. Uh, Also, on uh, the 29th of January, after our second service, we're having a voters meeting. We'll also be having a a luncheon, a brief lunch at that time as well. Um, This is a very important voters meeting because we're hoping to make a couple uh, changes to the Constitution. And in order to do so, we need a higher quorum than even a normal voters meeting would uh, require. So if you're able to stay for that that meeting, we would greatly appreciate it. And because there are some constitutional uh, changes that they'd like to make, you can view these online on our website uh, so you can read, read up on all the changes ahead of time. The Old Testament reading for this, the second Sunday after the Epiphany, is from the 49th chapter of Isaiah. Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow in his quiver. He hid me away. And he said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and His Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every place you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, 
Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. The next day again John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this. And they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They heard who Jesus was. John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And that was it. The call went out and two of John's own disciples began to follow Jesus. One of those disciples was named Andrew. As soon as Andrew was certain Jesus was the Christ, he went and found his own brother named Simon, whom we better know as Peter. And Andrew said to Peter, We found him. We found the Messiah, the Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. At first, it probably seemed easy following Jesus. Maybe almost fun following Jesus. They saw Jesus turn ordinary water into wine at a wedding. They saw Jesus open the eyes of a blind man and these Sorts of things just strengthened their faith in Jesus even more. They saw Jesus touch a man who was so crippled, his legs had wasted away into almost nothing. And as soon as Jesus told him to stand up, the man's legs became strong and he could jump around like a child. And their faith grew more and more in Jesus At first, it may have seemed easy following Jesus, maybe even fun. But then following Jesus became a bit more 
complicated. Following Jesus was harder, more challenging. One time they were on a boat during a storm. Jesus was walking on the water, coming out to them. And Peter was so excited to see Jesus. He wanted to walk out on the water to Jesus. And you know what happened. Peter started walking, but the wind and the waves scared him. Following Jesus wasn't as easy or fun as he thought. And Peter began to sink. Following Jesus was not always going to be easy. And that was just the start of it. John the Baptist's words ring out. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And with similar words, you were brought to the baptismal font to also follow Jesus. Then at first, that call may have felt easy, even fun. You get to go to Sunday school. You sing children's songs about Jesus. Go to VBS. But then the calling gets harder as you get older. You quickly realize not everyone in this world is Christian. Not everyone thinks like Jesus does. And a lot of people want nothing to do with Jesus. Your calling gets harder. As time goes on, we may feel like Peter. We may feel like we can walk out in this world in faith no matter what gets thrown in our way. But then, and we've all had moments like this, we take a look at what's going on around us in the world and what gets thrown in our face. Whether it's unchristian thoughts that want to drag us down or lusts in our own hearts. We look around and see different diseases that attack our bodies or illnesses of our own souls. And suddenly our eyes are not always on Jesus. Our easy walk of faith, not so easy anymore. And like Peter, we can find ourselves sinking. Like Peter, we realize following Jesus isn't always as fun As we thought, following Jesus is not always easy. Welcome to being a follower of Christ. Sometimes it is not easy, but it is always worth it. Welcome to being a follower of Christ. Sometimes it is not fun. But there is nothing more valuable in all of creation than you will ever be a part of. Truly, and I tell you the truth, your life in Christ is the only thing you have in your life that will last forever. And besides, your calling to follow Jesus It's not so much about you or your strength to follow or your weakness and not following as well as you would like. Your calling to follow Jesus is so much more about Jesus than it is about you. And here's why. 
In our epistle reading today from 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul was talking about the calling the Christians in Corinth had to be Christian. He was talking how they share in a calling, just like we all do today. But the calling was not so much about them. It was about Christ who called them. And about Christ who will sustain them in this calling every day of their life. Here's what Paul wrote to them and to us. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ who will sustain you to the end and make you guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is the one who called you to follow him. He will sustain you. Jesus is the one who called you today to be his follower. He will be the one to make you guiltless on the day that he returns. Jesus is the one who called you to follow him. And he will be faithful to you. He will be with you to the very end. He will watch over you. Jesus is faithful. He's invested in you. And he and he alone will get you over the finish line and into eternal life. Just think back to the Apostle Peter. As great a man as Peter was, as a follower of Jesus, he began to sink. When he tried to walk on that lake, didn't he? Because he lacked faith in that one moment, did Jesus just let him sink? Did Jesus just watch Peter go under the waves and say, Well, Peter failed the test. Time for me to find Peter 2.0. Is that what Jesus did to Peter? No. Jesus reached out to Peter and pulled him up out of that water, and Jesus saved him. It is Jesus who called Peter, and it is Jesus who will sustain Peter. It is Jesus who will make Peter guiltless on the day that he returns, and it is Jesus who will be faithful to Peter to the very end. And Jesus will do the same thing for you. Won't he? Jesus is doing the same thing for you. He has been ever since he called you so long ago through the waters of baptism to follow him. And he will keep doing it until the very end. That's the wonderful thing that Jesus does for us. Jesus doesn't just call you to let you fail. Jesus calls you. So you can succeed. And Jesus has done everything for you. So you will succeed. He's the one who called you in baptism to follow him. And he will be the one to lead you. Jesus is the one who will sustain you in your calling. And he does this by giving you his word. It's yours. 
He's planted it in your ears. He makes it grow in your heart so that you will continue to hear and believe everything that he has done for you. Jesus has called you. He is faithful to you. And Jesus himself will sustain you in this calling, making you guiltless on the day when he returns. And he does all this the same way he's done everything through his sacrifice on the cross that was done all for you. Since Jesus is the one who called you to follow him, don't you think he would do everything needed to take away your sin for you? To make you guiltless on the day he returns? Of course he did. He died for you. Jesus himself is the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. Our sins pull us down. I know they do. They're like black waters that threaten to pull us under and cover us. But Christ reaches out to you. Today, he reaches out to you at our own altar. And in his hand, he gives you his body and blood that saves you. No sin can overwhelm you. Not anymore. Christ paid for every sin in his sacrifice. And now that sacrifice belongs to you. Jesus has called you. Jesus will sustain you. Jesus himself is here to make you guiltless on the day he returns. All by his sacrifice to you. Jesus is so faithful. He won't let you fail. He's too invested in you to just call you and to let you fall by the wayside. He is faithful. And he will do this for you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.